0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
3: plushcare.com slash weight loss. May the hammer of Moradin come down on our foe.
1: Maxine, get behind cover.
4: I know what I'm doing, boy. That's right, you bugbear bastards. Get ready for a bit of your medicine.
2: Eat that shame, Cerberus. This is such a great club.
5: You hear Kieran scream.
2: Jack looks him dead in the eyes and says
3: no.
5: Not today, Dungeon Bay.
3: I'm... Hit and down.
5: Dorian falls unconscious.
3: No! (sighs) Now I'm awake.
5: Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is episode 16, Shoot Square.
4: MVP this week goes to Stephen Gene Mills, who gave us a glowing review on Podchaser, joined the Facebook group, and said that Red was his favorite character. (laughs)
5: Back at ya, buddy! Thank you so much to everyone who's been positively reviewing our podcast. We are so pleased with the reception.
4: How many people go down in this episode again? Jack, Craylock, Dorn. Everyone Uh, dies, right? Everyone dies. CPK?
5: Yeah, this is a total party wipe.
4: We don't go down that easy. Let's get to it.
5: (laughs) Okay guys you've had a week to think about this invasion the attack on golden fields have you had any th- Thoughts slash brainwaves.
4: Yes, we're going to die. Yeah, it's not great. Not a good situation. You're right quaking is. in your boots. I'm quaking in something. Wait, uh-huh. is quaking taking a number two? I'm yes. ready for action. <laughs> yeah, Doran is ready for action. He's salivating over the dead corpses of all these creatures we killed.
5: Should we Hob place goblins. bets on who's going to die this episode?
4: Yes, the enemies.
1: Oh, that's right. Definitely, some hobgoblins are going to die. Definitely,
4: hobgoblins. hobgoblins? We haven't
1: those seen this bug in bugbear. Bug oh, that's bug sure. Bears. I keep on saying bears. bugaboos,
3: bug-a-boos
2: yeah. A little
4: stroller for a baby. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Those
2: goblins really bug me.
4: Yeah, me too. Uh, and the bugbears really... Goblin me?
5: Um, do you guys want to talk at all out of game about any of the resources that you have going into the second half of this mm.
1: combat? I would or? love to, Joe. Why don't we? Let's do it. Okay, Jack.
2: I would like to know what spell slots, how many spell so slots, So I've used all my third level spell slots. Oof, I've okay. got three oh. second levels and three first levels left. Cool.
5: What do you have, uh, Justin? What's Kraloth got going on?
2: Uh, So I've got my uh, domain stuff. I've got
1: my eyes to the grave thing. So if we need to do double damage to something, that's still available. Amazing. But then spells. So for healing, I'm I'm really thinking I should just save all of these spells for healing, at least for now, and let you take, because it sounds like you still have a lot of the damage stuff.
2: Yeah, a little bit. I, a little bit. What I've prepared is more control-y stuff, actually. So oh, yeah. we'll, we'll see whether or not that's needed. But we'll... well, I mean,
1: Red and Doran can handle dealing damage. If bingo, I can just focus bingo. on healing, I've got one level three spell left.
5: That's and okay. And
1: two level two spells left. And two level one spells left. So... Five spells total. Hey Dorian, how many axes you got going? I've only got the
3: one axe, <laughs> but I do have. Is it reusable? <laughs> it is. It's a reusable <laughs> axe. Oh, good. <laughs> I've been using it the whole time. Uh, environmentally <laughs> friendly. <laughs> At will. And my my axe is very intricately smithed. No, but I have uh, three health potions, um, a heroism potion which we found that, that was, was in the Morak
5: Urgez. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh. you took that Stolen from him.
3: Stolen from a friend.
5: He gave him the armor back. Just like the best
3: things are. Um, we've also got this bag of magic dust.
2: When we get desperate, we will throw magic dust. We don't know what it does at them. And, Huzzah! Or snort it. I mean, it, yeah. take a bump and be like, dust. fuck it, let's do this. <laughs> this this magic
1: dust
3: makes me fly! Doran, you're just high, man.
2: <laughs> no, for real, my feet are not on the ground.
3: <laughs> I've also got a healer's kit and some chicken and saffron. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, chicken and saffron. Write oh, let's out, write that down. Yeah. Let's write that down.
4: And I have three spells left. Two second spell slots, one which includes silence to get some of those somatic verbal components Mm -hmm. out of the way if Mm -hmm. a caster comes on the field. Uh And uh, one uh, first level spell. Probably will be used for Hunter's Mark.
5: You have um, Cure Wounds as a first level spell, right? I do. Yeah, so if you don't feel like you want to cast silence or pass without trace, you can still use those second level spell slots as resources.
4: Perfect. Beyond that, I have the Bag of Holding, Piece of cloud and a hair from Zephyros' head.
5: Oh yeah, it's a beard (laughs) hair, isn't it? Or a
4: beard hair. Well, it's still from his head. (laughs)
5: Cloud giant beard hair. Yeah,
4: I forgot about those. (laughs) I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to
2: fight too. Maybe they'll be friendly giants.
5: You stand in the middle of a half-harvested wheat field in the pre-dawn darkness. The moon casts scant light down on you and mist swirls around the bodies of the goblins, bugbears and ogres you've just slain you're a motley crew of defenders we have doran miros jack z kraloth Nexine, red liferless and two awakened trees
1: <laughs>
5: through the grove back toward the middle of the village you hear the abbey begin to ring its bell and the abbot's voice rises above it all to arms two arms two arms Attacker is in the town square!
4: More? We just killed almost uh, an entire army. Several scores, I believe. Doran, do you have any of those health potions left? I've got a few. Here, you take one. And I pass one to, uh, Red. Honestly, maybe I should just take two, because if one of you goes down, I can zip-zap-zabooey over to you and pour it down your gullet.
3: Sure, I'll keep one for myself then.
4: Not right. a bad idea. So I'll take two health potions from the lovable dwarf. Here you go, Lightfoot. What? What? Well, you're light on your feet. I'm just saying. You you run it around. You're you're the Lightfoot. That is not an okay term where I'm from. <laughs> this is actually a very respectful term in the ranks of dwarven armies. How's everybody doing health-wise? I'm 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 hit. I'm down to 28 hit points. I'm also hit. I'm down to 29. I've got. Twenty nine hit points. Same with Craylock. Rolling the same 28, with 29 area. What about you,
2: Wizard? No, I got all thirty eight.
4: Oh, nice! So oh. you are going to be taken. Oh, how
3: right?
2: nice!
4: Nope, <laughs> hiding at the back. Also, it's important to remember uh, that I have inspiration. Does anyone else have inspiration? I also have inspiration. I have inspiration as well. I think I everyone. Also. Has also. Everyone does, but I don't have a starburst. This is a fully oh, loaded uh, inspiration party. <sighs> all right. How's everybody feeling? Motivated to kill. I suppose we should head over to that abbot.
1: Hold on, hold on. Does anybody need a heal right now?
4: No. I can push on. I can too.
1: Let's go. And kill him for guide us.
4: Come on, liverless And uh, Red like smacks the trunk of liverless and he's like, R-r-r-r-right. oh right. Oh
5: yeah, you're riding and he, in like, the tree. he
4: turns around and starts heading towards the ringing bell of the abbot.
5: Um, yeah, so you head back down the road toward the center of golden fields in this darkness. Dark shapes move here and there between the long houses of golden fields. You see candles and lanterns appear in some windows. The abbey's bell has roused some villagers out of their beds. You can hear heavy footsteps, but their source isn't immediately visible. The chatter of goblins echoes out from behind some tables in the center of town. Your campfire from earlier in the night is a pile of smoking embers.
3: Doran yells out to anybody listening. Pick up your arms. We've got enemies at our gates.
5: So we have monsters in the town square. We've got a set of tables from the high harvest tide celebrations that were left out. There's still the remnants of the feast on them from from villagers who were too tired to finish cleaning up before they went to bed. Uh, Behind those tables, a number of shadowy figures hunch and chatter in fear. These are goblins. There are a couple of other larger shapes roaming around the town square. They look to be similar to the bugbears that you had been fighting earlier. And you hear the heavy, ominous footsteps of ogres. Why don't you roll for initiative?
2: Oh yeah, let's do it.
5: Rob, what does uh, Jack and Z have for initiative?
2: Uh, so Jack, Kieran, and Z got a 17. What has been Kieran doing this whole time? Keeping an eye out for Invisible shit.
3: Good for them.
5: Alex, what about Doran and Miros?
3: 11 for Doran and 11 for Miros, because they're the same.
5: Harlan, what did Red and Lifolus get? 12. Justin, Kraloth, and Naxine.
1: They got an 8.
5: So it's the goblins' turns. There are approximately 10 of them hiding behind these dining tables. Five goblins stand up from behind these tables and draw back their short bows. (laughs) They fire at Doran.
3: Doran stands strong.
5: Does a 22 hit you?
3: Lifts his shield, but a little too high and a 22 hits me.
5: And a 21 also hits you? Yeah. So three of these hit and one of them is a crit. Oh Oh my God. Three of five. 10 piercing damage from the one arrow as it penetrates your chest there's a weak spot in your armor wow (laughs) i'm rolling rocks to start out with guys that's six more damage from a second arrow and the final arrow hits you for seven damage
1: 23 points of damage
5: the other two arrows from the goblins just bounce off your armor as you are pretty severely injured the next five goblins fire at next scene
1: Kraloth would be in front of next scene sure it's something that's been established so
5: it is something that's been established 21 hits for sure but I believe a 13 does not hit no so one of five arrows find their way to you Kraloth and you take seven points of piercing damage as you are jabbed by this arrowhead
1: now I'm awake
5: They're going to take the hide action now as a bonus action because that's how goblins do their shit. (laughs) Hiding. About five of them successfully hide. Um, You can see five of them still standing up behind their light cover, but five of the goblins disappear into the mist.
4: Are any of them moving or are they all just hiding where they are?
5: They're all just hiding where they are. Okay. Jack and Z, it's your turn.
2: So I think the first thing that I would like Kieran to do is just go fly up a little bit, see if you can sniff out, see, get any sense of who's hiding where, what what's going on, anything they can report back from 100 feet in the air above me just to, just to see if they can figure out where those shapes behind that we heard but couldn't see were or
5: something. Whatever you say, boss. Kieran takes to the air and they circle around these long houses. In the dim moonlight, they can see... There are two ogres, one to the left of your party, one to the right of your party, coming around the side of these longhouses. They are equipped with very terrifying great clubs.
2: There are ogres on either side of these buildings, so don't run in and get flanked by them. Jack sort of shouts to everybody. "Eh."
3: (gasps) Doran responds. Um, (laughs) With three hit points. Six.
2: Jack runs to the side, gets a little bit of cover on the side of one of these log houses and conjures a flaming sphere out in the, the battlefield near the, near the uh, picnic tables that were there that are providing these goblins cover, giving them something to hide, sort of figuring, let's light it up, they can't, they can't stay too close to a bonfire. And once the fireball lands and starts lighting up the tables around it, uh, Jack wills it forward, uh, just sort of in running along the table runners, catching them on fire uh, until it runs into a creature, if it does run into a creature. Certainly does. Oh, it, interesting. Even if they're hiding, it'll stop. And uh, and that creature could make me a lovely dexterity saving throw. And you're looking for a fifteen.
5: That's a nine.
2: That's not going to do it. Uh, so that guy can take eight fire damage. He did. Nice. Poof. Yeah!
5: yeah, you barbecue. A goblin. The Doran scent, licks
3: his
1: lips.
5: The scent wafts towards Doran <laughs> appealingly.
2: <laughs> I think I look towards Doran and just like shiver, trying to pretend I don't see the look on his face. Like we just had a really big meal. I used to think it was just Doran being like living on trail rations out in there, but he might actually eat goblin and I'm not sure I'm okay with that. <laughs> so I'm just going to take a little cover against the wall. Z, can Z see?
5: The bugbears? Yeah. Yes, she can.
2: Uh, Perfect. She will move towards the other wall and throw a stone with her sling at the closer one and maybe then take cover. How do we feel about a 10?
5: For the bugbears? Yeah. That does not hit.
2: Uh, Then that stone goes... As stones do,
4: clattering to the ground.
5: Red and liverless.
4: Oh, right. Um, is there, you know what? Red will shout out to everyone and take cover next to the buildings because I think the buildings would provide arrow cover from everything that's attacking to us right now. They're sort of on either side of us. Can I see a
5: bugbear from where I'm standing? You can, yeah. There's a, a slight, the moon is covered in some cloud, but even the people who don't have dark vision can see fairly well. Wonderful.
4: So um, because the bugbear has yet to attack, I will have advantage on it because of my primeval awareness, and I will also cast Hunter's Mark. Do it. 17.
5: 17 hits. 12.
4: (laughs) 12 damage to the bugbear.
5: Palpable hit. Are you attacking again?
4: I will be attacking again, uh, and this time I will be doing it with the sharpshooter perk. So this will be at a negative five to hit. In fact, Doran yells up, to you in the tree and says palpable.
0: <laughs> Thank you, buddy.
4: <laughs> Seventeen. Mm-hmm. Eight and 8, sixteen minus one fifty. Thirty damage.
5: Um, Is that it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> palpable.
5: Yeah, you. The arrow sings straight through his jugular, <sighs> and he hits the ground in a shower of blood.
4: And I say, "That's right, you bugbear bastards. Get ready for a bit of your medicine." Liferless is still pretty far from the action. Uh, he's going to move up next to the house to make sure he's sort of out of bow fire. Beyond that, I don't think... I, I want to lure the enemies to us rather than us move out into the open. And this is something that I would sort of, again, reiterate to everybody. Let's use this to our advantage. We're in a good position right now. We have cover from two buildings. The trees, however... Are a bit more expendable. But you know what? I think they're going to hug the corners of the two buildings. Aww. And they're going to prepare an action. <laughs> You've heard of tree huggers. Hug. <laughs> tree huggers. <laughs> and they're going to ready an action uh, so that the first enemy that rounds those corners, they will take an attack.
5: Perfect. Yeah. If they come within melee range of those awakened trees, the trees will attack. Exactly. Okay. Doran and Miros.
3: So, Miros is going to attack first and he pulls out his heavy crossbow. Take one of my shots. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm working at the bar (laughs) at the tavern. Shots, shots, This one is
2: called
5: Murals' crossbow shot. He's not throwing away his shot.
3: Oh, it's a nine. Any of them in cover?
5: Uh, It doesn't matter. It doesn't hit the goblin.
3: (laughs) That's, Miros has been pretty shitty at fighting. He is throwing time. away his shot.
5: He's <laughs> more of a melee fighter, but he doesn't have enough HP to be a tank. So Yeah, he doesn't
3: really get up close anywhere.
5: So there are two buildings here through which our uh, adventuring party has come into the square. And now seeing all the combatants, it seems like the PCs and our NPCs are sort of choosing a building to the left or to the right and sort of huddling there in the shadow of these buildings for cover. Doran, what do you do?
3: Um, Okay, so first attack. I'm going to attack this goblin with my crossbow. So I pull up my crossbow. Roll to hit. And I miss with a seven. Yeah, you missed. 14.
5: Ooh, that just misses. The bolt sings by the goblin's head.
3: Then I'm also just going to take a bonus action, which I have here, which is my second wind, which is to regain HP. So I'm adding 1d10 to my level. Oh. One, uh, No. One <laughs> plus five, so six hit points.
5: That's not nothing.
3: It's not terrible. No. So just, I'm going to move over beside Jack.
5: To the northern building or to the southern building? We'll say
3: the southern. Okay, that's the one with Jack
5: yeah. and Liferless and Red and one of the awakened trees. Yeah, put me there right so that Right against the wall. Great. The bugbear that is farthest away from you... Uses his turn to dash forward, so this hulking figure uh, uh, just starts running across the square.
4: That'd be so scary.
5: Yeah,
1: oh, yeah it's darkness. not okay. I'm picturing these guys with like
2: massive, like
1: yeah.
4: World of
2: Warcraft. Muscles, And like we an almost yeah. just might see like the light on his armor from this bonfire. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like in a silhouette. silhouette. Just, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah.
5: These, these are not creatures that you've ever dealt with before tonight, but they are goblinoid, but they look like they're on steroids. I'm these, picturing
4: like urukai. hai yeah, Yes. The big,
5: so they yeah. are muscular. They are well armored. And very smart. They're intelligent and they have some serious heavy weaponry. The other two close in on you and then heft javelins. Both of them attack the awakened tree that is protecting Miros, the one uh, on the north side. So we have Z and Miros cowering behind this tree. Tactically. A 16 and a 10.
4: So the 10 misses, 16 hits. However, are javelins piercing? Yes. They have resistance to piercing.
5: 10 piercing damage, so that's five.
4: Okay.
5: Amazing. Okay, so Krayloth and Naxine, it's your turn.
1: Krayloth hunkers down and says, Naxine, get behind cover. And Naxine responds, I know what I'm doing, boy. She steps out from behind Krayloth and she's going to cast Firebolt on this bugbear that's very conspicuously standing in the Ooh, middle of snap. the square.
5: Yeah, he's just finished loosing a javelin at this awakened tree.
1: Exactly. And as he turns his head slowly, he sees this. Firebolt shooting from her hands right towards him. And she has to make a ranged spell attack. Oh. It's a three. Oh no. And the, the firebolt sails over the bugbear's head and he turns back and looks kind of confused. No. Pats himself. He's completely fine. And she curses and begins walking away. And Kraloth, <laughs> you were saying? And Kraloth is going to cast Cure Wounds on Doran. Oh. He's going to put a hand on your shoulder and say, Stay on your feet,
2: brother. Oh,
1: my bones. Thank you so much.
5: <laughs> They're
2: so broken.
1: What? Uh,
3: I've got this arrow in my chest right now.
1: So 12 points, you're going to
3: heal. Tasty. Back up to 24 hit points. Nice. And that's that. Whoa.
5: All right, boys. Two ogres lumber from around the sides of these houses. They both pull out javelins and aim them at the creatures that are least protected by the awakened trees. That would be Miros and Kraloth. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to give you guys each half-cove. So that's a plus two to your AC. Okay. Let's see how it goes. Um. Okay. So, Miros, that is 23 to hit.
3: Yeah, you hit.
5: <laughs> and an even 20 for Kraloth.
1: Ty goes to the attacker? Yeah,
5: it does. <laughs> it okay. uh, Ty goes to the person rolling the dice, whether that's the attacker or the defender. Oh, yes. okay.
3: Quick, Jason, roll a dice. <laughs> 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 All
5: right. So two hits with these big, bad ogre javelins. Miros takes eight piercing damage. Kraloth takes minimum damage. Oh, good. Six.
3: The javelin goes into Miros's thigh, and you see him clasp his leg, and he is in severe pain. His teeth are grinning, and there's blood coming out of his gums. <laughs> Does he have
5: gingivitis? <laughs> this is so painful. <laughs> All right, top of the round. We've got goblin time. They all just start, all of the goblins pick themselves up from where they're hiding in the fog behind these tables, emboldened by the approach of the ogres, and they just start running at you across the darkened square. Jack and Z, how do you respond?
2: Uh, The first thing Jack does is call that flaming sphere from around this, this table that he set on fire, 30 feet towards that last goblin there and run right into him.
5: Kaboom. I'm going to make a dex save. Yes, please. That is an eight.
2: An eight is not going to do it. So how does he feel about nine fire damage?
5: He is roasted. You Perfect. You him. He's dead.
2: More roasted goblin. We're loving it. Seeing an awful lot of goblins rushing towards us. Z is going to aim at one square in the head with her sling and fire. Gets a natural 20. Oh! oh
4: right.
5: Well done.
4: Dun, 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 dun. Y'all ready
2: for this? And six damage to that one as this rock hits it square <laughs> in the head. <laughs>
5: That's the saddest crit I've ever seen. <laughs> hey,
2: 2d4 is not nothing. Are, are any of the bugbears hurt or everybody else is laughing?
5: One of the bugbears is injured, yes.
2: Yeah. Bleedy Bugbear in the middle there. I'm going to... It's my favorite band. Right? Bleedy Bugbear? Well... Their greatest hit, Toll the Dead, is about to come on, mm. and Jack is going to start calling this bugbear's soul out of his body, ringing the bell that says, just go right to the grave. So spooky. Yeah, so give me that saving throw. I rolled an eight. How do you feel about 15 necrotic damage? Yeah,
5: he dead. Yeah. He shrivels up as if being consumed by like high pressure or gravity from the inside. I love
2: this like mist of his soul leaving his body and just the flesh necrotizing around the openings where it's leaving and... He's just a slump crumbled mess in the middle.
5: <sighs> All right, red, liferless. What do you do? Um,
4: I'm going to start with the trees, the uh, ancient trees. And starting with the one in the south, he's going to step forward and he's going to attack that ogre. Ooh, and the ten is going to miss. Yeah. And second attack. 14?
5: Yeah, you hit. Good. Nice. Oh, that's 9 sucks.
4: damage. Oh. Uh, And you know what? The other tree to the north will attack the two goblins in front of him. Oh, 19 to hit. That's perfect. Yes, sir. First goblin will take. So 11 damage to the first goblin. He's dead. And the second goblin, 18 to hit.
5: Yes, sir. You're squishing these guys like black flies.
4: We'll take 10 damage.
5: He's also dead.
4: And both the trees sort of did half their movement. So the this, this north one will move back to provide cover to Miros mm. and Z. Smart. Liferless, I think, unfortunately, will stay here right now, too. I just think it doesn't make sense right now for him to move in. And red will spend his bonus action to move Hunter's Mock onto the ogre in front of the tree. And despite him being in cover because he's in front of the tree, I ignore it as my sharpshooter perk.
5: That's correct, Harlan. Amazing. So oh, I'm going wow. to
4: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to use my sharpshooter perk. It happens regardless if I use it, but I will use it on him plus my hunter's marks. So let's see what happens. Do you want inspiration? Oh no, thank you though. I think I, I feel good about this. Chester, Chester, ten to hit.
5: No sir, you miss.
4: Mm. Bummer. All right, I will attack again without my sharpshooter perk. Do you want inspiration yeah. on this one? You want to sure. hit on this fine. Time. If you want to give it to me, I'll take inspiration. Yeah. All right, Red. You have we'll your take. own inspiration. Whoa. I'm going to use my inspiration for when I level up so I can roll more hit points, frankly. Okay, I'll use uh, my own. Well, also.
1: it's potential. It's potential.
5: Everyone has inspiration right now, and you're taking Rob's inspiration. He
4: offered it. Do you I, not want to offer this? Because I do have my own. I don't
2: roll a ton
1: of you dice. You should use your inspiration, okay, you know what?
4: Rob. I'm going to take use Rob's it. inspiration. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate that so much. And I'm going to... Then I'm going to do sharpshooter again, and I'm going to roll with advantage. All Great. right. Okay. Oh, uh, no. Oh, no. <gasps> Three and a four.
5: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh my
4: god. Thank you, Rob, nonetheless. Uh no, uh, Red misses. Fuck. And I will, yeah, just stay at least towering behind the branches.
2: At
3: least let Rob eat the Starburst. You want the Starburst?
2: No, my good. It? It's all yours. Eat that shame, Starburst.
5: Doran and Miros.
3: Miros is gonna go first because he's a Lemo. <laughs> Well, as far as battle goes, I mean the guy's at oh, He order. did just
1: take yeah. a spear to the leg. He is That's right. kind of lame. How now. many hit
5: points does he have? So,
3: uh,
1: I'm
5: going to
3: take a I'm going to take a group poll here. Okay. Does Miros with his one hit point go running into battle? No. No. Or more. back right out? He backs out. Hands He's, for running into battle. Oh, everybody thinks I should run into battle. <laughs> no, no, what would he okay. do? What would Miros do? Uh, he would basically go down in a blaze of fury. But yeah, well, his family's that's pretty dead. Much
1: it. His family's been killed. Like that's right. He doesn't. Oh, you're anything. asking
3: what would what would Miros
1: what do? would Miro's do? Let's like get what in is the his mindset? Yeah, here. what's
3: this his character? True. But think of relics. Was just You've got, got relics to he's look after. Relics. You need to
2: keep a home it's for this true. poor Tressum.
3: And you know what? People do rely on the tavern. It's like he's a- very
5: proud of this North Northfro's end. Did you know North Furrow Road is like the road that leads up to golden fields so his tavern is named as like this is the end of the line sort so
3: of. he's standing there with his club in his hand his big crossbow and flashes go through his mind of you know visitors coming into the tavern having heart to hearts him you know having deep conversations and inspiring people some people drinking their sorrows away and he realizes that he plays a big part not just in this battle, but also in the life here at Golden Fields, And he he's going to attack with his uh, crossbow and then disengage from the battle and hide up against the side of the building. So that's a 14 plus 2 to hit the ogre.
5: Yeah, you hit. All oh, nice. right.
3: Plus a 1d10, not adding anything. Okay. 3 <laughs> points. 3 damage.
1: damage.
3: It's, it's not nothing. Something. Ah, he hit somebody. Finally, I have to cover. And he... St- kind of squirms back and...
5: Put pressure on the wound, Miros. That's right, yeah. What does Doran do?
3: Doran does something entirely different altogether. (laughs) Doran, after feeling so much more enthralled after being healed, he picks up his axe. He kind of bounces it in his one hand while holding it the hill. Hefts it. Yeah, that's right, hefts. And he comes running around the living tree and attacks the ogre and oh. he takes...
5: This dwarf like stands as tall as the ogre's thigh.
3: Yeah, yeah. not even. This isn't the His first knee. time you've
5: gone toe-to-toe with an ogre.
3: But it'll be the last. So he's just... He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to make a serious attack here. And you know what? I'm going to use Inspiration. Yeah. And I'm going to attack 17.
5: How much damage do you deal?
3: Eight damage.
5: Good, good stuff.
3: On attack number one. Attack number two... So I've got two oh. attacks. Is a nine to hit? No. Here we go. That's the end of my turn. Thank you.
5: One of the bugbears is attracted by all of the movement as Doran runs forward and slices into the ogre. He runs over to Doran and tries to hit him. 18 to hit.
3: Oh, he hits by a hair on my chinny chin chin.
5: That's 15 piercing damage. Jesus. Oh,
3: Maybe you didn't
4: need to roll up a six level character after all. Yeah.
5: <laughs> and the other bugbear rushes forward, sees Jack cowering strategically behind the awakened tree and pulls a javelin off of his back to hit him, launches it into the night sky. Oh, I have to roll with disadvantage because of the range. He's still a little bit too far away. Excellent. 17 to hit.
2: So it would hit, but Jack sees this bugbear coming, looks him dead in the eyes and says no and holds up his hand and the shield of magical force surrounds Jack and it stops the javelin dead as his AC jumps from 15 to 20 until the start of his next round.
5: Not today, Dungeon Bay. Krayloth and scene, you see Doran take this huge hit yeah. from the bugbear, and he's also being surrounded. There's an ogre in front of him and a goblin sneaking up from the side.
1: And he looks majestic. He's yeah.
5: like,
1: taking damage here. It's mostly, <laughs> mostly just javelins going through his chest, majestically. But he's smiling. Yeah.
5: There's so much blood in his beard.
1: Krayloth shakes his head and says, for guide my hand. And he's going to move up behind the tree. And as a bonus action, he's going to cast Shield of Faith on Doran, mm. which gives Doran a plus two to AC.
5: Nicely Whoa. done.
1: Doran, what's your hit points looking like?
3: My hit points are at nine.
1: Okay.
5: You cannot cast another spell as your action, unless it's a cantrip.
1: Beautiful. This is very, very helpful for me. So thank you. Uh, and then in that case, I'm going to cast Sacred Flame. And I'm going to cast it on, how's the ogre looking?
5: He's not bloodied yet, and the other one has not been injured.
1: Who is looking the weakest right now?
5: So currently, we have one ogre, one ogre who's been hurt, six goblins total, one of whom is very badly injured, and two bugbears, both of them are shiny.
1: I have made my decision. I'm going to do it on the ogre, the one that's been damaged. Okay. So he's got to make a dexterity save as I move my hands around and try to...
5: Not the most dexterous creatures. That's a six.
1: It's going to take a ray of light from the heavens. Um, actually, sh- yeah, yeah. It shoots from my holy symbol. It okay. goes around the tree and psh, smites
3: this. <laughs> it's like that Madonna song.
5: Coming like a ray, ray of, of light. light. <laughs> How much damage does he take?
1: Uh, so 11 points of damage.
5: Ooh, that's good. That was decent. Okay, what does scene do?
1: Next scene is going to move forward.
5: She sees Miros like taking cover because he's almost dead. She sees Doran severely injured.
1: Um, So then I'm going to cast lightning bolt. Oh. And I'm going to cast it this way.
5: Yeah. So using that angle, you can definitely hit both of the bugbears, the ogre, and that one goblin in the very back.
1: (laughs) Both bugbears, the ogre, and the one goblin in the back.
5: That's right. And it's going to sizzle right by Doran. I'm going to have to make a series of deck saves. So here I go on the bugbears. The closest bugbear to Naxine succeeds on the deck save. Then the farther bugbear fails, the ogre fails, and the goblin saves.
1: Okay, so two of them hit. That's not bad. They're going to take 8d6 damage. That's
5: fun to roll all those dice. Ooh. Oh, that's wow. a good
1: looking roll. So 6, 12, 17, 21, 31 points of damage. Wow. I don't know if it's plus anything. Nope. 31 points of total damage.
5: Maxine aims her hand down this line of four bad guys. The first bugbear sort of dodges out of the way, but still takes some serious damage. The second bugbear is totally evaporated.
3: All right. He was standing right in front of Doran and that bugbear just like disappears. Yeah. You yeah. just he, like, <laughs> burst of flame. The,
1: your, your beard starts
3: to singe.
5: The ogre that is menacing Doran, who he was chopping down like a tree, comically goes like, you know how you can see their bones and then you don't see their bones and then you see their bones and then you don't see their oh, bones yeah, and they're yeah, being yeah. electrocuted? That until he's dead. Home Alone style. Yeah. And then the goblin in the back, obviously, is just like incinerated. So that's three bad guys dead.
4: Nice, good round. Nice. Good Beautiful. job. Next, Next scene. scene. Did you yeah. move that goblin already? I did. Or is it this one? No.
1: So, okay. so her plan originally was to do that, and then Misty stepped back, but she's already cast, that's so right. she cannot do that.
5: The uninjured ogre lumbers forward toward this spellcaster who just pulverized his companions, and he's going to attack her with his great club. This
1: is such a great club. <laughs> She readjusts her half moon spectacles as she looks up at this hulking beast. 22 to hit. Oh, that's
5: a hit. And he deals 14 bludgeoning damage.
1: She is knocked into the ground and just manages to push herself back up with half of her glasses broken. Oh,
5: no. Next scene.
1: And Kralof shouts, Next scene!
3: Mom,
4: I mean,
5: next scene!
4: (laughs) It's like when
3: you call the teacher. (laughs) Yeah, and and Doreen. (laughs) Doreen. And Doran turns, and and like I think there's a lot of, there's sort of a similar exclamation from Doran. What does it sound like, Doran? He says, uh, oh, Maxine. Maxine. Maxine.
2: (laughs) Maxine. My name's not even right.
1: Maxine.
3: (laughs) What the fuck's your name again? Uh. It's Maxine with an N? N
5: N-A-X. Maxine. I thought it
3: was Maxine this
5: whole time. No, no. Three goblins rush up to Doran. Oh, and welcome. Try to slice at him with their scimitars. That's two 21s and a 17. Damn. That's six and seven slashing damage. Ooh. So 11 total.
3: I'm hit and down.
5: No! Dorian falls unconscious. The other two goblins continue to rush forward into this space between these two buildings. And each of those goblins are going to fire arrows at Naxine from their short bows. The other two.
1: I'm not surprised.
5: That's a 12 and a 14.
1: The 12 misses, and because this is a new round, when the other one fires as well, uh, Naxine just manages. She's still recovering from the big ogre hit. She manages to get her shield up just in time, and the
2: arrow clatters against a invisible force field.
5: Love it, Jack and Z.
2: All right, so the first thing Jack does is bring that flaming sphere, come crashing into a goblin, um, who I'd love to make a dexterity save looking Twelve. Well, that's not going to do it. So he can cook. Uh, It's actually only three damage, so.
5: Let's say maybe that that's the one that Z clonked. Sure. Good idea. Actually, I think it was.
2: I think it was too,
1: actually. Nice.
5: It's dead. It had a concussion, and then it died. Four goblins, one ogre, and one bugbear remain.
2: Yeah, Z is looking at... That ogre, real menacing, like. Um, okay. Jack looks over, seeing that ogre smash into Naxine. Uh, not loving that. Kieran, try try and distract it. See if you can get Z a shot, and and brings Kieran in to try and help Z get a get a real good shot at this ogre, hoping to use the help action get some advantage going. You All certainly right. can, yeah. yeah. So you
5: use your Tresem familiar as a distracting force on the battlefield.
2: Yeah. Um. Not super helpful how do we feel about an 11 13 that hits oh sweet uh that'll be six damage then seeing that that wound connect on the ogre and seeing this like hole in its life force open up jack's gonna reach out to it and start saying the words and trying to pull the life out of that ogre as well tolling the dead hoping that he's going to fail this save that is a wisdom save 15 15 is my number so sadly he does kieran's gonna try and move a fly oh, out of the the ogre space
5: Okay, so it's going to take an attack of opportunity against you.
2: Yeah, but that means they won't have a reaction left to try and hit next We. Or drawing
1: wow. out the reactions—that's smart. That is really smart.
4: I didn't even think about that. So You only get one attack of opportunity. Yeah. Wow. Very Unless smart. otherwise stated. That only oh,
3: ever comes from somebody who's a very wow, experienced. Experience. We, uh, yeah. Twenty-three to hit. Definitely
2: hits my poor Tresim. Eleven.
5: In that moment,
2: Damage. right before Kieran would suffer, as the weapon connects. But before we see any gruesome splatter of my
4: poor
5: kid, You hear the Kieran wall scream.
2: And then disappear.
5: Red and liverless. All
4: right. um, The southern tree is going to go first. There are two goblins hovering over my unconscious friend, Doran. Uh, he's going to attack one of them first, the one closest, with a 18. Yeah. And he is going to do six, seven, eight, nine damage. Murdered. And he's going to attack the one farther with a, a 17 plus six. <laughs> and he is going to do... 8, 9, 10, 11 damage. Also murder. And that tree is going to move towards the other goblins. Uh, the other tree is going to attack the bugbear.
5: So this is the tree that's sort of behind Naxine. To the
4: north, mm-hmm. yeah. He's going to attack the bugbear in front of him. I believe he can with the reach. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, he's going to have to avoid Naxine, so I'm giving partial cove.
4: Yeah. That'll he, work. Yeah, he moves over, actually. Yeah, <laughs> he t- just take a
5: side sidestep. <laughs> takes and then a you,
4: step forward. Right. And he's going to hit with a 16. The bugbear. Yep, and that's going to be thirteen damage. Dead. <laughs> and then he is going to attack uh, one of the goblins, cleaning
5: up the battlefield Fucking here
4: a. with a eighteen that hits, and he's going to do uh, fifteen damage
5: dead outrageous
4: then red is going to scale down from the tree okay very quickly yeah uh using his feline agility he's going to move across the map towards doran okay and i'm going to cast cure wounds at a second level wow look at this good round holy moly uh and i'm gonna roll 2d8 plus my modifier which is three i believe for my wisdom no two sorry 16 hit points back to Dorne. 16 hit points? Yeah. yeah. And I'm so, alive? Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, whoop. And yeah. it's like, "Ooh!" You're,
5: like, you're still on the ground. buddy.
4: You're still
3: prone.
5: Your eyes flutter open and you see red above you.
3: And I grin. Red. red. By golly, I owe you a shave. What is with this shaving? <laughs> 16 hit
4: points? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I only get an extra attack when I attack, so I did not. So okay. that'll be that. And then Liphilus will move over, and he is in range of only the goblin, correct? Yes. Then and then what attack. happens? He will attack with a 20. Yep. 15 damage.
5: Okay, he's more than double killed.
4: So there is only the ogre left on the map.
5: There is just an ogre all We
4: went from, him. what, five goblins, a bugbear, and Doran down to Doran up. Map cleared, save wow. the ogre. <laughs> You know what? That's
3: insane. Good move. Good turn. Doran opens his eyes and he nods like Robert Redford. and <laughs> It's your
5: turn, Doran. Then what do you do?
4: Doran stands up.
5: That's half your movement.
4: Thanks. Red, through like tears, is like, of course, buddy. I couldn't do it without you. I'll just shoot. I'll
3: shoot my crossbow because what the hell? Sure. I might as well make two attacks with the crossbow. Do it. 16 to hit the ogre? Yes, sir. Okay. Doing seven points of damage.
5: Absolutely, okay.
3: And then a second attack, a uh, 10, with a 10.
5: No, that no. misses. Uh, Miros?
3: Oh, uh, Miros. No, Miros is just... Uh...
5: <laughs> He's like a Pokemon. He just says his own name all the time. <laughs> Kraloth and Naxine, what do you do now?
3: So
1: Naxine looking up and seeing this ogre swatting at... Kieran, mm-hmm. she is going to take the opportunity to step back yeah. out of his range. Yes. And nice. he's distracted.
5: He does not swing at you. And I feel like as Kieran dies by the club of this ogre, she recognizes like, oh, that that wizard sacrificed his familiar for me.
1: Yes, definitely. There's respect there. So she's going to cast Firebolt.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Nope, she misses. She's not good with that sp- <laughs> She curses again <laughs> and then walks back behind cover.
5: Fiddle, faddle. Crayloth, top.
1: Yeah. Okay, so Kraloth is going to move away from cover. He's going to see that Doran is not doing very well, but with uh, the distance between them, he's not going to spend one of his spells, and he's going to cast a cantrip to take down that ogre. All right. Sacred flame. He's got to do a dexterity check.
5: I will try my very ogre best. The 14? I think that's okay. Yeah, so he saves. Last. The ogre... Takes two big strides toward the awakened tree that's right beside him on the south side of this uh, set of houses. And as you look up, you see like all of the villagers in these long houses are looking out their windows at you. You've like accumulated quite the audience. The ogre smashes at this tree with his great club. That's 12 to hit. It misses. Yeah. So that's the ogre's turn. The goblins are oh, all dead. I suck
3: so hard. I missed a tree.
5: <laughs> uh, Jack and Z.
2: So Z is going to line up her sling and take another shot at this ogre. Um, and a ten's probably going to miss. That's right. Uh, and Jack is going to move to get it to the lock eyes with this ogre and try again to say those words to, to necrotize his flesh and pr- free that soul.
5: That's a two.
2: That'll fail. So how do we feel about 10 Necrotic damage.
5: Nicely done. Uh, He's like, that scab on my leg is infecting really quickly. <laughs> That's a, it's no good. He's looking kind of bloody now, uh, red and lifeless, and the awakened trees, it's your turn.
4: The awakened trees will attack the ogre till it's dead. Let's start with the one with the north. Mm-hmm. It will hit with a 16. Yes. Sorry, a 15. Yes, it will. And that is 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 damage. Nice. And the second one, uh, sorry, it'll attack again mm-hmm. with a uh, 19 Yep. And it will do 12 plus 16 damage. Okay. The one to the south of it will attack with a eight.
5: No, that misses.
4: And it will attack again with a 12.
5: Yep, that hits.
4: For 16 damage.
5: Yeah, these heavy limbs of the awakened trees just mash and pulverize the huge body of the ogre, and they just turn him into an absolute bloody pulp.
4: Amazing.
5: Is good he job. Still alive? good. Oh, job. Oh, no, he's dead. <laughs> Woo! All right! Woo-hoo! So, you guys have vanquished this third set of combatants. What do you do now?
4: Are we still in initiative order? No. I would love to run around and pick up the javelins.
5: Um, Four of them are in very good condition still. Perfect. Some of them were uh, splintered by hitting armor, etc. But, yeah, you can recoup four javelins.
4: You know what? I'll just give all four to Doran, I think.
1: Kraloth is going to... While Red is running around and, and looting bodies, he's gonna step into the center and say, Everyone who needs healing, gather
4: around. We'll take ten minutes, I suppose, to do that. Yep. Miros, Red, Doran, Naxine, Z, and the tree <gasps> will all get around because the tree took a well, negative five hit. Do we do we have time to just take a short rest?
1: I wish we could know who else needed
4: help. Well, let's find out. And I'm gonna climb Liferless and I'm gonna do a perception check. Okay. No, however, Lifferless also has the ability to sort of, as you said, sense what's on the ground. Can he feel
1: anything? Sure. While he's doing this, Kraloth throws his shield and his weapon to the ground. He kneels with his holy symbol and he begins casting prayer of healing. As Thanks.
5: Kraloth gives you all this prayer of healing, you have 10 minutes to sort of swap around your belongings, do some looting and perceive that more danger is going down. After the 10 minutes... Loth, how much healing does everyone receive?
1: 10 plus 3. Nice. So we
4: all get 13 hit points back.
5: Anyone else want to do anything while this is happening?
4: Since the prayer of healing is anybody in sight and we're spending 10 minutes, I'm just going to loot everyone around here anyway because I just have to stay in sight it's, of Well, Kraloth.
1: it's 30 feet. It's within 30 Yeah, feet.
4: I mean, you know. Let me know when there's nine minutes left, or a minute sure. left, I'll run back. But I mean, they're all pretty much close yeah, by. Yeah, that's fair. Okay,
5: let me tell you just really quickly about the loot, and then we'll talk about what Liferless perceives. Perfect. You find that each of the bugbears has a pouch that contains gemstones- you find obsidian, malachite, blue quartz, azurite, lots of different kinds of gems, all different colors. The first one has four gems, then two gems, then four gems, and one gem. Overall, each gem is worth 10 gold. So you get 110 gold total from these four bugbears that you loot. Perfect. The goblins have various worthless belongings. You see a necklace made of woven dwarf beards that I'm not sure if you're terribly excited to share with Doran. I
4: take it secretly.
5: Yeah. There's a bowl made of a human skull, that sort of stuff. That sounds cool. Some like pretty grisly.
4: I think Red would be fascinated, not just as Red, but like as a tabaxi in general by these weird trinkets. And he Mm -hmm. would definitely put them in his bag of holding. Mm -hmm. So that was a dwarven like beard necklace. Yeah. And a half skull cup.
5: Yep. Liferlis um, stretches his roots down deep into the soil as he watches Crayloth perform his ritual. And after a few minutes, he says, There are more creatures here. Big ones. Where are they coming from? Back towards the wall. And he extends one large branch pointing to the southeast.
2: Bigger than the ogres?
5: But it's hard to tell from over here, yes, and I hear screams on the wind.
4: Let's go kill some, probably giants, frankly.
5: Want to do anything else?
4: I'm going to doth my studded leather and don my scale, because that's better AC and I don't need to sneak right now. Yeah, I'm gonna hand my studded leather armor to Muros after I take it off and don my scale mail. I'm like, it's battle time. Need the uh, need the help, and I hand the studded leather temporarily to Muros and say, maybe you could use this friend.
5: So, just a little aside here: the idea of people like doffing armor and swapping it around mid combat, especially, usually doesn't work very well. I think in my head, armor is something that people have kind of personalized based on their their body type. You know, you have kind of of a tailor-fitted approach to it because this clothing has to fit you so well. No, that's a good point. But we already established in Universe that Red and Miros are basically the same size mm-hmm. because Red wore a suit of Miros's during oh. High Harvest Tide Festival. Bingo, yeah. bingo! So I think it totally makes sense that you would be able to give him some of your old in armor act, to wear. In fact, that's so,
4: so smart. In fact, Red would like play it up and be like, you you lent me your suit, now let me lend you mine. And yeah. i would, like let him borrow my studded leather that's armor. That's awesome. That's so fucking cool. So his AC goes up to 12. The javelins I've collected, I give to Doran to... To sort of give him a better ranged weapon. And then Dorn in turn
3: gave two of his
4: to Miros. So I've got two javelins. Muros
3: so
5: Miros two. is a little bit more beefy. beefy and a little bit more useful in combat. And
4: he's also healed because of uh
5: Kraloth. Kraloth's yes. healing, which because was because of the
4: prayer of okay. healing. So he's back up to 14 hit points, I guess. And during that, while
1: Kraloth is is um, putting his holy symbol away and dusting off and everybody's healed, scene's gonna walk up to Jack. And she's going to put a hand on his shoulder. And she's going to say, I thank you for your sacrifice of your familiar. It's not an easy thing to do because I know how much you care for him. So it meant a lot to me that I am still alive and you'll have to summon him again.
2: I'm, I'm just glad you're safe. We, we've got to get moving. There's God knows what's happening in the wall. <laughs> the Something
4: big is on the wall.
2: And I think Jack, you know, feels that loss of this constant presence of, of his familiar that's sort of just always there and now not, and uh, is eager to, to find some time to summon him again.
3: Doran is a bit embarrassed and a, a bit sheepish that he got hit down, and he says, uh, let me make it up to you, and, and I'll take down some of our foes in this next battle. Come on, with the hammer of Moradin. Hey, don't
4: be reckless now. And Red is going to scale up Liverless and we'll all head to the wall.
5: Okay, you guys take off through the fields. As you make your way through the fields, the sounds of battle get closer and closer. A cloud moves away from the moon and illuminates the scene before you. Two massive figures stand at the base of Goldenfield's impressive wall. Each stands at least 15 feet tall, its body naked to the waist and strapped and hung with huge bags. One bends and breaks off a chunk of stone from the damaged wall and hurls it at a group of soldiers who are firing arrows at it from its left flank, concealed in a cluster of blackberry shrubs. All four of the guards are completely mowed down as the boulder crushes their hiding spot with a gruesome crunch, a single scream piercing the air. The giants look around stupidly for a moment before they spot you, their next targets.
4: say we got a tall order to fill with killing these bad boys, but don't worry, Red's gonna bingo bango them back to the new millennium, which is technically the year 1000. Make sure to like and review us on Podchaser, and also, give me a high five! See you soon!